Hello and welcome to Downtime Podcast episode 148 with Elisa and Jeremy. Wow, today is a long time coming, to say the least. It's um it it's November. And we're gonna talk about a game that we played in June and July. <laughs> Let's just say the reasoning is because um it's 2020. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the only reason. Yeah, pretty much. Today we are going to talk about The Last of Us 2, which we both played four to five months ago, and we're here to finally talk about it. And this is a spoiler cast, so we're going to be talking mostly or fully about the main storyline. So if you haven't played the game yet and you don't want to know what the story is, this is, as I'm saying this speech, this is your time to, you know, maybe shut the podcast off you know go to a different episode leave listen to something else watch tv Uh, i've given you maybe 10 seconds at this point to give you a warning that there's going to be spoilers also the the title of this episode should be enough indication that this is a spoiler cast as maybe some of our longtime fans have known that this is a this is not something that you listen to before you play the game yes pretty much so we are going to call it we're going to start talking and all right we're in the spoiler zone ooh spoiler alert all right well there's a lot of things that are very controversial about this game um yeah. starting with you know Joel's death Ellie's decisions being being basically Joel's killer for half if, if not more than half the game and um yeah. getting both perspectives and the whole time my brother and I were playing this and I'm I'm kind of reiterating what I've said initially on a previous podcast with you Elisa but um my brother and I my brother watched me play the entire game uh so he definitely saw all of it even though he wasn't like f- like playing as any of the characters he was still experiencing it with me so it was nice to have someone to bounce ideas off of and bounce opinions off of and the whole time we were like why is this game so controversial because we were kept in the dark and we we wanted to be in the dark for so long and um yeah after, i mean understanding it now i could see why people are so mad but i i don't know maybe maybe you can agree with me on this elisa but i overall liked it I, I I generally liked the game. I thought it was a good. I thought it was had a good story. And I had good gameplay. This is not my favorite game, but I thought this was fine. <laughs> like, I didn't hate it. Um, like this isn't my favorite Naughty Dog game, but I thought it was totally fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, I in in general like my issues didn't go off one spectrum or another that this game has received by most of its fan base. I I thought it was fine. Yeah. I I feel the same way. I thought it was also just okay. Like it, it was, it's not perfect, (laughs) but I do realize that it builds off of what the first game laid its foundations on. And I think this is probably one of the only directions it could have gone in. Um, I think that they took a very interesting risk with the way they 
told the story, the narrative they were going for. Uh, one of the most controversial things of the game, of course, that you talked about was that you play as Abby. Sometimes I felt like I was playing with Abby more than I was playing with Ellie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it felt 40-60, and it wasn't even kind of like a concrete you were constantly going back and forth, back and forth, playing Abby and Ellie. You played long chunks of game with with Ellie and Abby. And even if they were in the same room or they were both having a confrontation with each other, you had to play with only one of them. And you never really got to understand the other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was an that was an that was an interesting move, for sure. The fact that when they were going back and forth between the characters, it wasn't more constant. Right. It was for long periods of time. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, yep. The, I. I feel the same way, and it's. I. I think I was a good audience for this game. I think in general for video games, if I'm enough invested into the storyline, I feel like I, I really, I really get into what the game's about and playing the last of us part two, it it was definitely a roller coaster. And there are a lot of people that played the game who definitely were emotional throughout it. Cause I definitely was, but they still didn't like it because of, you know, the way it portrayed the characters. So in my case, playing it the whole time, I was like, okay, Ellie, Ellie's gonna get, yeah, Ellie's gonna fuck some shit up. She's gonna get revenge. She's gonna fucking kill Abby. It's gonna be a bloodbath and it's gonna be awesome. And the whole time in the first part that I was playing as Ellie, I was like, I'm out here. I'm doing this shit. And then when it suddenly switched over to Abby, I'm like, holy fuck, wait a sh- second. She just killed my boy Jesse. What the fuck? And like, I don't wanna be this, this fucking idiot. Like, I don't wa- I don't wanna keep playing as her. Like, I, I hate this. I really don't like it. And, over time, I came to understand Abby as a person and, and her motives and her and her character. And I think that's what, obviously, that is what the devs wanted us to feel, was to feel yeah. like that sense of sympathy for Abby's side. Because there's always two sides to one coin, right? Like, mm-hmm. Ellie's actions ultimately had repercussions, you know, and... And sorry, Joel's actions and Ellie's actions had repercussions. You know, Joel killing Abby's father and the result of that Abby being so, like, revengeful and continuing on the story. Um, yes. Abby's evolution and ultimate, like, like ult- her ultimate, like, good side came out in her character because she wasn't all bad. And, you know, and just like real life, nobody's perfect in this game. Everyone's human and they make human choices. And it's it was a... It was beautiful. It was a beautiful game. When Joel, when Abby kills Joel, like that was like the shocker for me. It was like, oh shit, I need to know how this game goes now because <laughs> you just killed Joel off. Not to mention you killed Joel off and I didn't even see some sort of resolution between Ellie and Joel because as a fan of The Last of Us 1, one of the first things that you're thinking of when you're about to play The Last of Us 2 is, oh my god, what's going to happen between Joel and Ellie? Because clearly there's some tension because Joel thinks of Ellie as a daughter and saved her. And then Ellie thinks she's some sort of martyr. 
and is just like, why did you save me? And you're just waiting for it. And you're like, all right, these two are going to talk about it. Something's going to happen. And then they don't talk about it. And then Joel dies. And so it's like, it's like a very, um, it was a very shocking thing for me who wasn't expecting that perspective that, oh crap. Well, how are, how's, how is this like underlying theme going to be solved or going to be resolved if this just happened? And then you can't, and then the interesting thing is it doesn't really resolve because then you're just playing with Abby, like in a lot of the main parts as well. So I think that if there's one, I, like I said, I don't mind the fact that all that we went back and forth with Abby and we played with Abby as long chunks. I think the jarring thing was the whole Ellie and Joel thing didn't get resolved until, like, honestly, the very end in that final cutscene mm-hmm. with the guitar. And then at that, but at that point, it's just kind of like, huh, like, hold on. I feel like I have to talk about something else before I talk about that end scene. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. So going off of. So going off of like the whole thing of like Ellie, like the when she finds out the truth and everything and how like she's really mad at Joel and, you know, like has like awkward teenage like tension and all and all of these things like. It's it basically when Joel dies, it's she realized like she realized how much like honestly like how much she took him for granted really and not to say that like joel like was also like may have taken ellie for granted i feel like that's what the last of us one is all about really like you know their companions he may have taken her for granted at some times but at the end like the like the ultimate sacrifice was joel tried to save her in the end of the last of us one so in the last of us 2 when like like basically when Joel dies she goes on this whole like revenge spree but then i think the disc that like the which makes sense um and for me the disconnect was i feel like like i feel like what we were missing were just more conversations of like maybe like Ellie or Dina or like just like a Ellie and a side character just talking about Joel. If that makes sense. Like somewhere in the middle of the story. Right. And and Ellie offloading her feelings about it. Because at that point, we were playing with Abby so much that as a player, you're only re- really seeing ellie as like a vengeful person which is how we saw abby at the beginning of the story too technically Mm -hmm. but yeah i think i think for me what was missing was we just needed like some conversation of just like ellie offloading her feelings like in a much more like you know grand (laughs) like grand way than just kind of like we find out in the end how she really feels Right. I feel like there were moments in the story where Dina was trying to poke at that and she kept talking to Ellie saying like, you know, like maybe there was something that Ellie 
she was trying, basically trying to talk to Ellie about it. I don't remember exactly what she was saying, but I feel like there were moments when Ellie or Dina wanted to tell talk to Ellie about Joel, but then Ellie would just like brush it off or she just didn't talk about it at all. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I agree with you, but I also think that maybe Ellie didn't want to talk about it because she just was, it was all bottled up because she just wanted to maybe find the people that killed Joel first and then talk about it. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe she was just like, she just wanted to be, you know, all macho about it and just hold it in because that's maybe how it, she only knew how to do it. Part, I think it's also the latter too. Like, cause we see Ellie, like she, like she wants to be the hero in her own way and wants to be like a martyr, which is, which is evident in the fact that she's so mad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so mad. Like I was supposed to die. Right. Right. And, and so, um, yeah, I'd say it's definitely the latter with what you said. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I just, I, I just think that, yeah, based on Ali's like previous experiences, that's just how she is. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I would have liked that too to have more of like a a human moment where she does talk about her feelings. Um, but I guess we'll we'll never know. Well, we won't find out, right? Yeah. Um. That being said, that being said, um. On since we were talking about like Ellie going back and forth, what I found really interesting was in like one of their in one of like the like the major fights that they had in the middle of the game that you're playing as Abby and you're not playing as Ellie or like they don't like do like some you're switching back and forth between Ellie and Abby like you're just actually like beating Ellie up. Mm-hmm. And that was like an int- that was an interesting move for the game because I'm like, oh god, like it's so it's so weird that I'm just like, like I get why they were doing it because at that point they like Ellie be- like became a vengeful person that they wanted you to view her as that, but still I was just like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like. Like, I want to beat Abby up, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't, like, I, like, I don't just want to, pl- at, at this point in the game, I don't just want to play as Abby beating Ellie up. I also, do, like, you know, Abby's not a perfect person either. Yeah, that was, that was honestly a weird boss battle where you're Abby yeah. fighting Ellie. Because I felt like, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I, I want Ellie to win. Because at that point, I was like, I hate Abby so much. I just want Ellie to win. And I died a couple times because, like, it wasn't easy. That boss fight for me wasn't easy. And I died a few times. I'm like, is this how it's supposed to end? But it would just reset me. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> we're not going down that easy, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, that that was cool. Um and when I was, I honestly really uh, like. After thinking about it, I'll, at the time of like playing it live, I was like, "Jesus Christ, this is like crazy." And then after thinking about it, it's like that was cool. Like I, I respect that move. I, I get. I was like, I get why you did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But like on the flip side, being Ellie and fighting Abby, like that was, that was a whole other thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, you're like, where do your emotions lie? You know, <laughs> like what do, how do you feel? I know. <laughs> um, 
but man, it's what a what a what an interesting story overall. Um, the the first Last of Us game I thought was very straightforward. Uh, you yes, super straightforward. Like you knew, super, yeah. Super, you knew what was gonna happen, or like, sorry, you didn't know what was gonna happen, but it was it was very much uh like you like you're playing as Joel and Ellie, you're trying to get from point A to point B and then misadventures in between. Exactly. And the ending, the ending was happier in my opinion, because, you know, the audience didn't want Ellie to die because we played that whole game with her and we, we had a whole journey um, with yes. this character that you grew to love. And, and at the beginning, you don't know anything about these two, but over the course of the game, you know, almost everything about these two. Um, yep. And, it ended with Joel taking Ellie away and you're just like, okay, that's, that's a happy ending, right? That's like a super happy ending. Um, the last of us part two is so different and radical in the sense that it takes that narrative and flips it upside down and it twists and turns you. And I think that's what this needed. It, we don't need like, a, uh, an ending that everyone will be satisfied with. I think that's what makes this game good is that everyone's going to be talking about it, whether you liked it or not. It's so divisive. It's so it's interesting that people are so divisive about the storyline because, you know, everyone grew up with these games. I'm sorry, everyone grew up playing The Last of Us One in the sense that they they got so attached to Ellie and Joel, especially Joel, because you played as him throughout the whole game, the first game. And when he ultimately dies, people are just so upset. And I was too, but there are people who, like myself, play the game and or like, okay, what happens next? What happens next? And I'm just, I just want to keep playing and, and understanding what happens next and see where it all ends because I know, I in the bottom of my heart, I knew that it wasn't going to end in a quote-unquote happy way that the the first game ended because mm-hmm. the story overall isn't happy, <laughs> to be to be quite honest. Yeah. But... I I saw I saw this really good. Qu- I don't remember if it was a, another podcast I was listening to or it was a a Reddit. I don't remember what it was, but it was someone who was it was someone who was defending the decision to like of like the narrative and the story and ver- versus like us playing as Joel and Abby and it was straightforward in The Last of Us one and we kind of saw them as like our you know like our protagonists but it like the quote i heard or the quote i read was you can be the villain in someone else's story which is abby in this case mhm and i i thought that was that was a good way of kind of summing up the like this decision of the sto- of the type of storytelling they chose for this yeah It's it's I think this is like the the direction Naughty Dog is meant to go in, you know. Um genre defining, I would say. Mhm. Um and I mean, it's it's not perfect. And to kind of summarize like the game overall, I think like Donkey says it best. He released a video on November 6th, 2020 in reaction to um, his Last of Us 2 review. uh, And all these, like, people started coming out and hating on his opinion. And so he made a video recently, as of of the recording of this podcast, 
And um, the quote from the video is, The Last of Us 2 is a good story because it's memorable and dramatic. It's not an untouchable masterpiece. It's not perfect. It's just a good, entertaining story. And I agree with that. I mean, mm. I remember a lot of this game, and there were a bunch of games I played this year. I can't tell you specific story beats, but there were a mm-hmm. lot of story beats that I still remember from The Last of Us yeah. Part 2. Even though it's been six months or so, I... um. I still remember a lot of like the biggest moments, the big scenes, like you know, like driving in the truck in Seattle with Jesse, or fighting that Rat King monster in the bottom of Seattle, um, going to Santa Monica. Oh God! Yeah. So like, out of all the games I've played this year, that one stands out the most because it was just it was just so different and it wasn't happy. Yes. By the way, real quick. Fuck the Rat King. Oh, my God. That was so fucking scary. I played this game on, like, the easiest level, and I... and But, like, this... God, one of the worst villains... One of the worst-looking villains ever in my entire life. That shit <sighs> gives you nightmares. It, well, it's, it, it, that's literally nightmare fuel. I, <laughs> I wanted to kill that thing and just leave. It was like there were like other sub enemies like coming off of it. That was disgusting. I was like, "What mm-hmm. the hell?" Yeah, it's oh my god that that was that was that was an interesting boss battle. It was cool, and I understand like its placement in the story because that was technically Ground Zero, and I guess that's yes. also Patient Zero, or mm-hmm. maybe a bunch of patients, including Patient Zero. Yeah, it was it was horrifying, but. Holy shit, right? was that thing, how do you forget that thing, you know? <laughs> Especially when you were, like, in the ambulance, and I'm like, what the fuck is that thing behind me? <laughs> oh, my God, I was so scared. Oh, um, my, yeah. Oh. Never again. Never again. Yeah. Um. I mean, I would also like to say, I would also like to put your statement to the game as a whole. Elisa, they did come out with an update to add like a harder difficulty and a bunch of other little small details to play the game for replayability. But in my personal opinion, I don't think I'm, that's a game I'm going to play ever again. I don't think it's a game I'm going to replay. It's like it's like certain movies that you watch. Uh, for me, like a movie would be like the, like the Joker movie that came out. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever want to watch that movie again. It's not happy. It's it's not like it's not something that, in my opinion, I need to watch. Or, like, I feel like I need to watch. Um, but, like, I guess it's because... I think overall it's just because of the way it made me feel. Um, the Last of Us 2... Oh, totally. Yeah, The Last of Us 2 was not a happy experience from the beginning and the end. And I just feel like I don't have the emotional capacity to go through that whole thing again. Um, I, that being said, I am okay with watching someone play it for the first time. Um a uh, quick aside, a uh, friend of the podcast, DJB, uh, is playing that game right now on his stream. Not not literally right now, but like, uh, like he, he, he'll play it occasionally on his stream and he's playing it for the first time and I'll catch it and I'll just watch him play it. And I, I, it's interesting how, you know, other people are experiencing it for the first time and talking about it and having their opinion because... I'm just curious to see who, which, what kind of people agree with the game and what people don't, because, you know, it, mm-hmm. it seems, in my opinion, it seems like there's a lot of people that don't agree with the game, um, and that's okay, that's okay, but like, yeah. I just needed to, I just want to know why. 
Yeah, totally. But, um, yeah, that being said, like, gameplay-wise, Elisa, how did you find the game? Um, well, like I said, y'all, I played this on the easiest level, but that being said, if you know me, I never ever play stealth games ever. So even playing on easy is hard for me because I'm just not good at stealth at all. So, but uh, but other than that, um, I like the gameplay. It was you not, not like, honestly, it was just more or less the, exactly the same as The Last of Us 1 with a few like tweaks. And it's like a, a little bit better in terms of the movement and uh, you can like, you know, the crafting system and everything. Um, yeah. Fuck zombies. And <laughs> yeah, there's a there's honestly not much to really say about like like it was if you play Naughty Dog games, you can kind of know what to expect with the UI. And it, like I thought it was perfectly fine, and like I had no issues with the gameplay. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I died. I did die a lot. That being said, but um, I don't know. Maybe for me personally, it's just it was harder to aim on the PS4 controller and just on controllers in general, since I'm so used to playing shooters, third person, first person, what have you on yeah. on the PC. So um, mm-hmm. it took a lot of adjusting for me to get used to the controls. I eventually did mm-hmm. get better, um, but it it was rough in the beginning to like try to aim a lot. I, maybe I should have changed the sensitivity, but I was just so engrossed in the story that I needed to continue on. Yes, totally. Yeah, it was it was fun though. I I personally liked the stealth mechanics. It was it got a little bit harder towards the end. I'm not gonna lie. Like, um, oh yeah, it it I completely agree. Uh, like I thought I thought it was so cool going through Seattle, like doing a lot of like the map the mapping missions where you're just like going through each of the locations and you know you're just trying to get to know everything and then some once in a while you have to you know fight a zombie and you're like i got this i can handle this clicker and then as the game progresses i'm like nope nope oh someone play this game for me i don't want to play this game anymore yeah this is so hard yeah it was um it was tough uh yeah i i I definitely died a lot to uh to clickers and, and oh yeah <laughs> not to the average zombies like there were times when i almost got swarmed they're the worst ones clickers are the worst ones they are they are uh but not as bad as rat king to be clear oh my god <laughs> yeah good lord um oh mm-hmm not I. My next point's not uh is back to storyline and not gameplay. Oh, one, if you still wanted to talk about gameplay. Yeah, one more thing I wanted to mention about uh gameplay stealth wise was, uh, when you go to the Scars Island, um, that whole segment where you're like sneaking through the village, was mm-hmm. so <laughs> I I died quite a few times. Uh, and I I I would hide in like the fields and the open field parts, and yeah, I would still get caught, but. I would just reload a save and just go back and try to perfect the whole stealth mission part of it. And um, while it was fun, man, it was it was difficult. <laughs> so, like, on the topic of on the topic of scars and seraphites, 
God, I hope in a zombie apocalypse, I never have to interact with like any people, anyone like the Seraphites. Yeah. Like, it's one thing surviving in a, a zombie apocalypse, but then surviving a zombie apocalypse and a cult. Oh boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> that like that whole um, a lot of storylines that have religious undertones to them like make me uncomfortable in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, play so playing with this, I was just like, oh Jesus, poor Yara, poor like, yeah, love Yara. Oh man. Yeah, I was like, poor Lev, Jesus. Oh man, that was that was tough. That was really tough. Yeah. That being said, um, yeah, pour pour one out for my girl Yara. Oh. That, I I I wish she survived over Lev, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. So. That, but that I actually really liked that I liked that segment a lot um with Abby Yara and Lev yeah that I, I thought that was cool because um story wise it um it made you look at the the WLF the Washington Liberation Front and uh the seraphites and they're basically the same. Like they kind of have very similar structures, similar beliefs. Um, it's just they they view one another as like evil, you know. Like I, I thought it was interesting how Abby was kind of that bridge uh, when it came to Yara and Lev, and then they both understood each other, like how each other yeah. worked and how each other um, communicated. And um, you know, Abby killed both sides. Yeah, uh, she killed Scars she- and WLF soldiers. <coughs> Which, if you think about it, is really the whole theme of the game that we're all kind of the same, but sometimes we see each. But sometimes, like under different circumstances, you're just the villain of my story. Like, honestly, Ellie and Abby are basically the same. Yeah, exactly, exactly. As well, like they're motivated. A family member of theirs died. They're motivated in some degree to revenge. They could have like lived regular lives, like at, like like Ellie could have just like said fuck it and like like just be with the baby and Dina and like Abby like I don't I don't even understand what was wrong with Abby and Owen but she could have had a relationship and then she was just like nope I gotta kill people so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's it just shows that like. Like honestly, like ev- like all of these people were like all the same, but then when you're suddenly motivated by like revenge and violence, then everything just changes. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, the, that that's the point. A lot of people, I feel like, don't look at is that it's a story about the same character in a sense. Um, and they just view Abby as like, oh, she's just a killer. I hate her. This game sucks. And it's like, well, you're not really seeing it for everything else that it is. Like, it's, yes, Abby did do terrible things. So did Ellie. Um, yeah. The, she killed a pregnant lady. <laughs> like, oh, my God. That was terrible. And. <laughs> what my, that was wild. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, oh man. My, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what? We're going to go. We're doing this. Okay. We're, I know. Oh. And then also, I just want, I, I, I do just want to point out, like, 
a huge criticism that I see in the game is is that just like Ellie like suddenly like just started killing people left and right and she had like and, and like because she was motivated by revenge and like um she had no remorse for anything which by the way to an extent is true it is part of the story it, it is integral to the storyline that she had blinders on but she was fr- she was freaking out when she realized Owen's girlfriend was pregnant like uh-huh like she like like it, like Ellie like you know Everyone can be a monster, but, like, deep down inside, like, Ellie was, you know, like, like, she has a soft side. Like, she, like, she, like, freaked the fuck out when she, when she saw that she was pregnant. And I was like, you see, like, Ellie's not, like, Ellie's not a bad person. Like, everyone's, like, saying she is. It's just, you know, flawed. Yeah. But, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do in survival times. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Um something something kind of funny my brother brought up when I was playing the game. Um first Jesse dies and then Yara dies and he's like, "Man, yeah. both sides got Asians and they they both of them are dead now." <laughs> I was like, "That's Mm-mm-mm. true." Like you grow so you grow so close to Jesse cuz he's so laid back, he's so chill, and you grow close to Yara because you kind of feel for her, you you sympathize for her for like what she's going through. She's just protecting family. And then they both die. Yeah. They both die. And you're just like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> these two awesome characters that I, I grew to like so much died. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yep. But the story is just like, no, we're not stopping. We're going to keep going. We're, we're, we got to run. We got to go. You know, like, that's how I felt about Jesse and Yara's deaths. Like, especially like Yara with Jesse. It's like, oh shit. Like we're, he's dead. Like Abby's just pointing a gun. Like, all right, whoever comes out that door next, you know, you're, you're dead as well. <laughs> And then Yara is just like she just dies in that in that like industrial area, and then you and, and Abby and Lever like, oh fuck, we just gotta go, we gotta keep going. Like, there's no time to mourn, and there's no time for you as the player to think. You just have to keep going. You know, you're like, all right, I gotta yeah. fuck my one of my favorite characters is dead. I just gotta I gotta keep going. I gotta build this gun out, or I gotta modify this, and I gotta get more ammo. Search search around the whole place, and I just gotta get out of mm-hmm. here before fucking the scars and WLF tear each other apart. Yep. It's, Pretty much. It's, it's yeah. It's like you don't have time to process <laughs> any of that. You're just on the go. You're just move, move, move. Yeah. It really, that, it really, that really was the vibe too. Yeah, and um, I bought into it. Not gonna lie, I was like, I was like, holy shit! Like, I, I need to like, I need to pause the game, but I also don't because I want to keep going. You know. Yeah, and. They really do keep it going. A lot of the gameplay is just like you're running and you're being chased. So it's like at times you, you're literally just like, fuck, I can't pause this right now. I gotta get out of here. Right? I'm just like, okay, I'm just like, okay, one more chapter, one more chapter. And by the time I, I know. know it, it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, I gotta go to bed, but I want to see what happens next. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that, that that that's just a testament to how in, engaged I was into the game and how how invested I was into the characters. Yeah. Um. I know that like I know that like some people like were talking about how they were pushing like a like a LGBTQ agenda by making love a trans person. And then I mean like ultimately it comes down to like the type of environment you're raised in. Like, and I'm, we're from the San Francisco Bay Area, so it's pretty liberal. So, like, seeing that storyline is kind of like, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> like yeah yeah like 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 i like i didn't f- like my react like my reaction just because it's like this is the environment that i'm raised in like a lot of people were like freaking out of just like they're like trying to force this or like trying to do that and i'm just like eh, this is just another story <laughs> so mm. yeah no i and I felt bad for Love because they were basically banished because of that. And yeah. I didn't think about that as being something they were that the developers were pandering to. I was just like, damn, Love, that that's terrible. I, I feel bad for you. Like I, Yeah, I, I, exactly. Yeah, I didn't really think of it as an issue. I didn't really think of it as pandering until after I was reading comments of people being like, They're just pandering to the LGBTQ community. I, I don't like this game. I'm like, huh. That's a weird thing to make an excuse to why you don't like this game for. <laughs> like, okay. I know. <laughs> if you say so. I know. And the election just ended, and I just, uh, like, I'm not going to go beyond that because there are a lot of people who just, like, you're if you're just not, like, raised in that type of environment or, like, you're unfamiliar with this type of thing, then, like, you think it's pandering automatically. Right. And then so. America's a big place, and... Usually yeah. the coasts of this country are where people have more, I guess, opi- more opinions and more um, views on things. Um, mm-hmm. That's just that's just how it is, you know. That's that's I don't I don't know how to explain it. That's just I guess because port cities. I don't know. It just yeah, it really is though. I think mm. it's because if you're if you're a port city, you're exposed to so many different cultures, right. Right. Due to the fact that back in the day, ships are going in and out. Like you're often like, and they, you're still ships are still going in and out today. You're often like the hub for like airports, like because you're the you're like the coast city to connect like the coast of like another continent. Yeah. So it's just like it makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then real quick. Like I, um, on a different topic, but about another side character. So like Nora, um, I remember seeing her in one of the teasers or trailers that they had. Uh, I don't know if it was, if it was like during a state of play or if it was during E3, but I remember when I was watching that trailer and they like showed like ellie walking in on her i was like oh who is that oh my gosh and then i play the game and it turns out she's she's not that important (laughs) she's i'm just like well this is a this is disappointing how are you gonna tease this character and she's just just another member of the liberation front and i'm just like okay (laughs) like you chase her for like a long time and then you end up being in the basement of that hospital and I'm like okay and then like she just gets tortured by Ellie technically because the spores are just eating at her I know that was, that was pretty wild <laughs> yeah I was like wow this I, I thought that too I was like oh wow Nora must be really important actually she's just I know she's just gonna die <laughs> like okay yeah no really after all that stuff I'm just like fuck who's Nora who's Nora and then like oh okay <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you bring up a good point in that I really like how the story kind of alludes to certain things from different characters' perspectives. So, for example, with Ellie, you you go out to Seattle because Tommy left. 
And this whole time yeah. you're wondering, where's Tommy? What's he doing? Are we ever going to catch up to him? Because the whole first part of Ellie being in Seattle is she's, she's trying to catch up to Tommy. Of course, she, her, yeah. her ultimate agenda is to get revenge for Joel. But she is still chasing Tommy. And um, you hear about it and then you, you end eventually towards the end of the first chapter in Ellie's story. I'm sorry, not first chapter, but the first like section of her time in Seattle. Um, you hear like some WLF soldiers are like, "Oh, we got a sniper down at uh down at the docks or the marina, and he's really really good." And you're like, "Ah, oh, that must be Tommy." And you never get to see any of that until you're Abby, and you find out, "Oh shit, Tommy was shooting at Abby this whole time." I thought, Ooh. yeah, I thought that was really cool. And then, that, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, I I honestly liked the different perspectives. Um, like I said, I maybe would have made the chunks of how long you're playing in each perspective shorter each time. But mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not, this, this isn't my story to tell. So <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah. Speaking of Tommy, dude, he, this guy can like, I'm, I'm convinced Tommy could be bitten by a zombie and he'd probably live and also have the cure inside of him. He got shot. He got all of these things. And Tommy is still alive. <laughs> so, what the heck? Oh, my God. He got shot in the head. Like, yeah. And exactly. he lived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, Tommy got shot. And then, and then yada, yada. Like, ti- like, ti- like, time passes. Oh, he just lost his eye. I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? That, <laughs> like, yeah, that was insane. I was like, he probably should have died, honestly, because <laughs> I don't see how you can, I don't see how you can come out of that one, but, you know. Right? No, like, that whole time, like, the whole, th- like, standoff with Ellie and Abby in the theater, and, you know, Tommy ultimately tries to go for her, I'm like, okay, they're not gonna kill Tommy, like, they can't, they already killed Joel, why would they kill the other brother? She shoots him in the head, I'm like, right? oh, my- I turn on her brother, I'm like, oh my god, he's dead, they killed him, I can't believe they they killed both brothers in this game, and he comes back later, I'm like, Oh my god, he's alive. How the hell did that happen? He should be dead. <laughs> like what the hell? Oh my gosh. That yeah. was insane. No, I believe you too. I I think he would he could live through anything. <laughs> he like I said, he probably he honestly has the cure inside of him. If you can survive a gunshot like that, oh boy. You probably also have the same blood that Ellie has. So boy. Yeah. But but I will say with Tommy, I did like how his character like changed at the very end. Like a lot of people are like, well, I don't like how Tommy is now. He's so, I'm like, well, it, it does make sense story-wise. Like he's still extremely revengeful. Maybe there was some, maybe there's some brain damage that caused him to amplify his feelings a lot more as, uh, as well. Um, and like, I thought the game was over when we were at the farmhouse with Ellie and then, and then Tommy shows up and it seems like Dina and, and Ellie have a really bad relationship with Tommy or they, they kind of view him as like this weird, crazy guy. Turns out he kind of is. And in Jackson, he, he's like kind of separated from his wife now. And I, yeah. he, he all he thinks about is revenge and, and getting back at the WLF for what they did to Tommy. I'm sorry, what they did to, yeah. to Joel. And then, yeah, I, 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 I liked that part of Tommy. I thought that was, that was interesting and it was different. You know, we, for all the devout, the devs could have done, they could have made Tommy live. They, they could have had Abby just, like, smack him in the back of the head with a gun. He'd be knocked out. They didn't have to have Abby shoot him in the head. But, like, then he could have just been, like, he still could have been crazy. But I think 
Tommy losing his eye and losing like his ability to walk a little bit kind of ampli- yeah it, ma- it completely makes sense yeah it amplified his his um his feelings to get more revenge because of what they did to him and his brother so I was like wow they did Tommy dirty but oh my god what a what a story oh yeah um, I I like like honestly like I know. A lot of critics motiv- like are questioning a lot of the motivations and I'm just like, I don't know. The motivations kind of make sense to me. Like and not to mention, you're on edge in a zombie apocalypse. Like when you're in that type of environment and atmosphere, you're going to freak out a lot more too. Like Yeah. I don't I think I think all the like I mean, sure there's like a lot of gratuitous violence like any other video game, but I, in my opinion, the motivations for people made sense. Yeah, I agree. That be so. That being said, the ending, yeah, I thought they pulled a like they pulled an Uncharted four where they just like he's on a beach house and then that's the end, and then, and then um, and then you're like, nope. Not resolved yet. Turns out they pulled a Red Dead Redemption where you're on a farm and you're like, nope, the story's not over yet. So (laughs) so I was like, oh, I'm really interested in where this goes. And then it's like, oh, we found Abby in like, fuck, Santa Monica, Santa Barbara in Santa Barbara. Right. And um, yeah, the one thing I wanted to point, the one thing I wanted to point out in this is cause, because there's a lot, there, there's like a lot you can say that like people have already probably already said, but I don't blame um, Dina in any way for like yeeting the fuck out of there after, because it's like so many like a year or whatever has passed. Like you think that like your life's back to normal and you have this kid, and then it turns out that like your girlfriend is still like super vengeful and like still like hasn't resolved her issues and i was just like honestly i i I feel it i get it dina like it sucks but i i get why you left (laughs) right i mean ali put her through that it's like yeah the first time they went together and then dina was like i'm not feeling well you know i'm pregnant and then and then ali's like all right well we got to go back and then you know they basically they didn't accomplish their mission but they did do a lot of significant things and then they, they, they finally settled down. Dina's like, all right, we, this is all in the past. We don't want the, there's no revenge anymore. It's all good. And then Ali's like, I got to go do my thing. And Dina's like, wait a second. What about our life? We have a kid. And Ali's like, nah, yeah. I got I to gotta, I gotta go. Like, I got to do this. And then Dina's like, if you go there, you know, you're not going to have a house to come back to. It's just like, oh, shit. It's like this relationship is over. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, that's that sucks. Yeah. And I, I, I totally yeah. get it, though. I get it. I, I, I completely understand. Yeah. And, well, on the flip side, with Abby's story, we did get uh, a happy ending that it doesn't show exactly what happened, but the implication is there on the main menu screen um, showing showing the, the shore, showing the, the beach and the, I guess the, what is that, Catalina Island uh, with the casino or whatever, or the hotel. And uh, yeah. it's implied that Abby and Lev made it to the Fireflies. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Like I maybe 
I don't know if you felt this way, but when I when we finally got to this new Ellie and Abby scene, I knew that Ellie wasn't going to kill Abby purely by the fact because in the other fight scene, Abby didn't kill Ellie. <laughs> yeah. Like it like it wasn't a sur- it was not a surprise to me that they both didn't kill each other in the end, like in either of their fights. But I would have been okay if one of them died. Yeah. I I would have been okay if Ellie died. I I feel like maybe she just maybe the only reason why I feel like she would die was maybe she thought that there was too much pain and she caused her life yeah. too much pain and then she was like, "You know what? I just can't deal with this anymore. Like I just I can't deal with Joel being gone. Like maybe I want to be with him. Like maybe that's how she felt, but and and on the flip side, Abby if she had mm-hmm. if she had died, I would have been like, okay, I understand that Abby wanted to atone for something, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but seeing both of them still live, and seeing Ellie go back to an empty house, that was really sad. But it did close her narrative. Uh, there's nothing else yes, we could. Did. There's nothing else we could do with with Ellie. There's nothing we could talk about because it's over. You know, like that's yeah. it. Yeah. Pretty much. And I kind of um, yeah. Yeah. On that topic. Then finally, at the end, like like I was talking about in the beginning of the podcast, it's like you finally like see this scene where Ellie actually forgave Joel in the end or was like starting to forgive Joel. And I'm like, damn. So that's really how this ends. Yeah. In her last moments about to stab Abby, she was thinking about Joel. I was like, oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was dope. Um, I I I liked that they did it that way. Mm-hmm. But again, someone could have died, and I think that would have been okay. For sure. Yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about the game. I thought it was... Honestly, like, I thought it was fine. <laughs> like... I had a good, uh, like, I enjoyed my time playing it. Like, I don't regret it or anything. Yeah, me too. I I definitely felt like it was an experience that I didn't waste my time on. There there are certain movies, certain games where I'm playing it, and I'm like, why the hell am I playing this? Why am I watching this? It's take, I, yeah. I, I'm, I could be doing something else. But this whole game, again, I have to keep reiterating this because I just felt so strongly... I'm, this is my strongest case for this game, which is I was glued to the story. I was hooked. I just wanted to keep playing it, and I think that's the sign of a good game. Like, if if you're playing a game and you and you can like pause it and go away and then play it again the next day, like sure that that is and that's a, probably a fun game. But like, does it keep you hooked for hours at a time? Like this is this is the first time I've felt so strongly about like being hooked to a game since I played Yakuza Zero three years ago where I, that's all I thought about. That's all I wanted to do for like a whole week was just play Yakuza zero with the last of us Two, I just wanted to know what happened next. I wanted to find all the collectibles. I wanted to like, I wanted to like search every area. I wanted to explore everything and, and all of the places because one, I was so invested in the story and two, I knew that I wasn't going to play this game ever again. So 
Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I just wanted to 100% it. I didn't 100% it, but I wanted to 100% it um, from the beginning because I had a feeling like oh, this story is not going to be happy. And turns out it wasn't. Yep. But overall, I enjoyed the game. I thought the graphics were beautiful. It wasn't, you know, mind-blowing, but like, of course, Naughty Dog is known for realistic graphics and having beautiful motion capture. Um, and that was cool. Uh, and the story was good. It wasn't perfect. It was good. Uh, gameplay was fun. It just it felt like a third-person action stealth shooter. And um, yeah, I thought I thought it was just an overall fun experience. And it's, it's something that I think a lot of people will be talking about for years to come. Um, and w- w- whether or not they make a Last of Us three, who knows? I don't know what it's going to be about, but uh, it's going to be that would be an interesting story to tell. I I feel like if they play if they did another Last of Us three, it would just be about a completely different like group of people now. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't. I don't want them to milk the franchise like they did with Uncharted. I think they pushed it too far with Uncharted Four. I was like, okay, it, Uncharted Four was beautiful. It was amazing, but like, I don't know. It like, it it gave that happy ending, like action movie cliche, like story. And I was like, okay, this is this is good, you know. But then they made like what Lost Legacy or something after that, which I have yet to play. Um. And I was like, okay. Which I've heard also, which I've heard really good things about. Yeah, me too. That's why I want to play it. But like, I don't know. It's like they, they just kept going with the Uncharted like series. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is cool. Um, Yeah. Uh, I will say to add on to The Last of Us 2, um, the, the, the girl that does the or did, sorry, the face model for Dina. She is actually playing the game right now on her YouTube channel. And Oh, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> and she she started crying when she saw herself. <laughs> like it was so it was a nice moment. Aww. She's like, "Oh my god." That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, and she's she's really enjoying it. Yay! She was like crying when Joel died. I was like, "Oh my god," because she like in preparation for The Last of Us 2's release, she played through all of the first game and got so attached to everybody. And then when she played the second game, she this is all this year, by the way, and I think she's still going through The Last of Us Part 2. Um, because after the part after part one ended, she was so like emotionally drained. She's like, I need to take a break. And so she took uh, like a couple months break and then she started playing the second game. And then Joel died. Mm. She's like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> what the fuck? So uh yeah it's 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 adorable. It's she's like she's like smiling and like giddy whenever she's on screen and she's it's awesome. I love it. Um Oh yeah. I think her name is like Casina Cardona is the the her name. The woman who plays um Tina. But yeah, she it was dope. It's dope. So if you if you want to if you don't have the game or if you want to watch it again for whatever reason, you can always check her out playing the game. Cause I think it's really cool that, you know, I think it's just cool seeing someone from the game, play the game. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Super dope. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we've exhausted this enough. <laughs> I think ultimately, because I I like to rate 
uh, my my rating quote unquote is just like should you play it or should you not play it? I think you should play it. Yeah, I think it's a. I think I think that if you played The Last of Us one, especially, you should play The Last of Us two. I agree. I agree. Um, part two. Sorry, all. Part two. Have to say the part. I'm gonna add on to that. I I agree with Elisa's statement. Um, but I would like to emphasize that you should play it. If you have a chance, play the game. There are a lot of people that just like watch Let's Plays on YouTube. I feel like you don't have the the same emotional investment that you do when you f- if you just watch someone else play it. Well, I know. Well, mm-hmm. I do understand. Maybe some audiences are different. Maybe you don't have access. Maybe you can't afford it. Um, what have you? But at any point, like maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, maybe not this year. At any point, just try to find a time to play the game. It's it's good. It's really really good and. Um, it's not perfect, but make sure that you keep an open mind when you're playing the game. Um, you know, I, I've met a, a couple people who were like, yeah, I, I hate the game. I don't like this, 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 this. They're naming off really specific things and like certain beats and certain characters and, and, um, elements. And I'm like, all right, well, like how was playing the game overall? And they're like, oh, I didn't play it. I watched some play it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I, I understand but play the fucking game. Like, like I, I, I get it. I get it. But like, I don't know. In, in, my, in my humble opinion, you should, if you're going to have a really strong opinion about something, you should have firsthand experience from beginning to end. You know, like these are the people that go and look at the last page of a book and are like, okay, this is how it ends. It's like, you don't, you didn't see the whole picture. Like maybe that's not a good example because you're watching the whole game, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, like, if you're, if, in the sense that a game is different from a movie, like you, in a game, you're always hands-on, you're always with that character, and I don't know, it's just, holding the controller is kind of like an extension into the main character's psyche, they're just them as a person, yes. and yeah, if you have a strong opinion about the game, just make sure you play it first, and I think that's justified. If you play the game and then you can tell me that you hate it. <laughs> no, I feel I I feel I feel it on that one. Yeah. I just I don't like when people are like, "Yeah, oh, I don't like the game. I also didn't play it." It's like, "What? Then how do you have this opinion? Like you have no right." Yeah. I don't know. That sounds like gatekeeping, but I mean, it's I don't know. In my opinion, it's not it's really not gatekeeping because I'm not really telling you that you know, all gamers should play the left, the Last of Us two. I don't know why it sounded like Trump, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm not saying like if you haven't played the Last of Us two, then you're a loser. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you want to, if you, if you feel very strongly about the game, I, I encourage you to play it. That's all. But um, yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts, Elisa? Anything else? I think that that's all I have to say about the game okay well if you'd like to tell us how much you liked were neutral or hate the game or if you don't agree with our opinions at all you can go to www.downtime.live you can click on the contact button that fill out that form that will send us an email the old-fashioned way um uh, you can also just email us at contact at downtime.live and we'll read your comment or question on the podcast you can join our community um discord where we talk about everything from video games movies tv shows anime music 
Um, if you click on the word community on our website, or if you go to wherever this podcast is hosted, click on the Discord link, and that will take you to our community. You can find this po- You can find this podcast hosted on YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher. Uh, leave a comment wherever this podcast is hosted. We'll leave it. We'll read it on the podcast. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. We'll read that one on the podcast. We're also on Google Podcasts and now Spotify. So please um, find those links at in the description of wherever this is hosted and uh, listen to our podcast. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, this was this is a big one. I felt like this was a long time coming, Elisa. Um, yes. You know, just 2020 got in the way and uh, we just couldn't do it. But I'm happy we we're able to talk about it. Uh, it's been a while since we did another spoiler cast. So um, I'm really happy about that. Uh, hopefully we can have a spoiler cast about the new Yakuza game. And then eventually when you do Ghost of Tsushima, we can talk about that as well. Totally. So Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to Downtime Podcast, episode 148. Have a good rest of your day. See ya. Peace.